cinema for the years only. A world of sound and words. Hello and welcome back to this episode of Cinema for the Years Only. In this episode, we'll be checking out the 2004 movie Van Helsing. Though it's not one of my personal favorites, I did get a lot of enjoyment out of it, and I always enjoy uh, this kind of kind of mindless uh, movie with a lot of action in it. Not, not to mention, uh, you get Hugh Jackman and in the role of Van Helsing was and uh, he definitely did a pretty good job with that. Uh, as usual, this is going to be a movie audio with description for those of us who are visually impaired or for those who enjoy a good audio experience. This episode is sponsored by Richmond Martial Arts. For more information, go to www.richmondkicks.com. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D-K-I-C-K-S dot com. Without further ado, let us enjoy the movie. Dents Van Helsing, starring Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing, Kate Beckinsale as Anna, and Richard Roxburgh as Dracula. The film was written and directed by Stephen Sommers and is voiced by Stephen O'Neill on behalf of MCS Agency. Transylvania, 1887, the dead of night. A gaunt, white-haired man is leading a small army of peasants along a forest path. The men carry flaming torches and pitchforks. Some are pushing a battering ram. They bash down the doors into the courtyard of an imposing, sinister castle. Its gothic towers thrust into the night sky. Inside, a huge bandaged creature is strapped to a table surrounded by scientific instruments. The monster opens his eyes. It's alive! It's alive! The young scientist rushes over to a large arched window and looks out. Down below, the villagers have crossed the bridge of the moat and are trying to break down the main gate with a battering ram. The gaunt man spots Frankenstein in the window. Frankenstein watches anxiously and backs into a tall, pale man with a ponytail and dark cape. Success! Count, it's just you. I was beginning to lose faith, Victor. A pity your moment of triumph is being spoiled over a little thing like grave robbery. Yes, yes, I must. I must escape this place. Where are you going to run, Victor? Your peculiar experiments have made you unwelcome. In most of the civilized world. I'll take him away. Far away. And no one will ever find him. Oh no, Victor. The time has come for me to take command of him. What are you saying? Why do you think I brought you here? Give you this castle. Equip your laboratory. You said... You... You said you believed in my work. And I do. But now that it is, as you yourself have said, a triumph. Science over you! It must now serve my purpose. Frankenstein gets to his feet apprehensively. 
What purpose? Back outside, the battering ram finally bashes down the main gate. The gaunt man grimaces triumphantly. The men pour in and clamber up the steps. Good God! I would kill myself before helping in such a task! Oh. Feel free, I don't actually need you anymore, Victor. I just need him. He is the key. I could never allow him to be used for such evil. I could. In fact, my brides are insisting upon it. The creature clenches its huge fist. Igor! Help me! You have been so kind to me, Doctor. Caring, thoughtful, but he pays me. Frankenstein takes a sword off the wall and points it at the Count. Stay back! You can't kill me, Victor. Dracula pushes himself onto the sword and slides along it. I'm already dead. <laughs> the Count grabs the man and opens his mouth to reveal his long fangs. As he gorges on Frankenstein's neck, Igor watches. Frankenstein monsters start to break free from the shackles on the table. Igor rushes from the room. Dracula drops the dead man and wipes his mouth. He walks over to the table, but the creature is not there. Then he sees the monster raise a huge barrel and throw it at him. The Count is thrust backwards into the fire. The monster tenderly picks up his creator. Igor opens a door out of the castle and watches the villagers climbing steps up another part of the building. He sees the creature pass him, carrying the scientist. Inside, the barrel bursts out of the fire, and Dracula emerges covered in flames. His face is that of a burnt corpse, his skin has melted to reveal his skull, but as he straightens his jacket, his face returns to normal. He adjusts a lock of his hair, and his shadow shows him transforming into a huge winged demon. Back outside, on a nearby hillside, a ramshackle wooden windmill. The villagers are heading towards the monster, who rushes up the steps towards it. As the peasants run at him, he slams the door shut and bolts it. He slowly climbs the stairs. Burn it! Burn it all! The men throw their torches at the windmill, and flames start to engulf the structure. The fire catches on the straw and bottles of alcohol, causing an explosion at the base of the building. As the flames fly up into the air, Frankenstein's monster emerges onto a balcony at the top of the windmill. He looks down at the villagers. faints in the crowd. The monster looks over at the castle. Something flies into the clouds above it. The crowds turn and look into the sky at the four winged creatures approaching them. Vampires! Run! Run for your life! 
The long-haired man looks at the demons flying above him. The windmill continues to burn. The monster looks at the dead man in his arms. <laughs> Suddenly the floor collapses and the monster and his creator drop down into the flames below them. The entire structure gives way and the windmill crashes to the ground. Dracula and his three brides land on the grass nearby. Dracula stares thoughtfully into the burning wreckage. One year later, Paris, nighttime. Van Helsing, wearing a wide-brimmed leather hat and scarf pulled over his mouth and nose, stands in front of a wanted poster of himself. He tears the poster down and looks at it. He hurries down some steps towards the city, the Eiffel Tower still under construction in the distance. He heads along the bank of the Seine, on the other side of which is the Cathedral of Notre Dame. As the moonlight is reflected in the water, he reaches the body of a young woman lying dead on the cobblestones, her eyes still open. Van Helsing crouches by her and crosses himself. He picks up a large half-chewed cigar still alight. He thinks and looks round to the cathedral where a huge figure is scaling its side. Then he opens the large wooden door of the bell tower. He stops at the threshold, then paces cautiously into the seemingly empty room, past the great church bells of the cathedral. Suddenly, he's staring at the face of a huge man who is hanging upside down, smoking a cigar. You're a big one. You'll be hard to digest. I'd hate to be such a nuisance. <laughs> Mr. Hyde swings down from the rafters and glares at the monster hunter. I missed you in London. <laughs> no, you bloody did not. You got me good. Dr. Jekyll, you are wanted by the Knights of the Holy Order. It's Mr. Hyde now. For the murder of 12 yeah. men, 6 women, 4, four children, 3 goats, and a rather nasty massacre of poultry. Oh, oh. You're the great Van Helsing. You're a deranged psychopath. Hyde blows a large smoke ring in Van Helsing's face. We all have our little problems. He eats the cigar. You know, my superiors would like for me to take you alive so that they may extricate your better heart. I bet they bloody would. Personally, I'd rather just kill you and call it a day. Let's make it your decision, shall we? Hmm. Do let's. Van Helsing is swatted away. He shoots at the monster. He walks back to the door and faces into the room. At the other end, Hyde is swinging on the rafters towards him. Van Helsing holds two spinning razor weapons at his side. Here I come! 
Hyde crashes into one of the bells. He picks up one of the bells and traps Van Helsing under it. Hyde frowns, picks it up and finds a hole neatly sawn into the floorboards. Van Helsing cuts off one of Hyde's mighty arms. The creature drops the bell and looks down at his arm on the floor. No, no, no. Oh, but that's upsetting. Hyde picks up Van Helsing, spins him around and flings him through the roof. Hyde jumps onto the balcony where his assailant is lying. He picks him up. <laughs> I think you'll find the view over here rather spectacular. He holds Van Helsing over the edge of the balcony. It's been a pleasure knowing you. Van Helsing plummets downwards. He pulls out a harpoon and shoots up at the monster. The hook at the end of the cord flies into Hyde. Van Helsing swings down onto the cobbles and looks up at him. He yanks on the harpoon and Hyde stumbles to the edge of the parapet. The monster steadies himself and grabs the cord. My turn! He pulls at it, sending Van Helsing flying back up to the tower, but Hyde falls over the other side of the balcony and crashes down into the cathedral. He swings the full length of the church and smashes through the large stained glass window at the far end. Van Helsing gets to his feet at the top of the tower. The monster turns back into Dr. Jekyll and smashes into the cobbles below. People have gathered around the body of the deranged scientist. Van Helsing looks down at them. One of the gendarmes standing over Jekyll looks up at the figure of the monster hunter silhouetted in the moonlight. Van Helsing! You murderer! Van Helsing escapes on horseback down a dark, narrow street. Then to the Vatican City in Rome, where, as the sun rises, he rides across St. Peter's Square. Inside the cathedral, he strides down the aisle past magnificent marble columns. He kneels in a confessional box and crosses himself. Bless me, Father Sin, yes, I know. You're very good at that. You shattered the rose window. Well, not to split hair, sir, but it was Mr. Hyde who did the shattering. 13th century. Over 600 years old. I wish you a week in hell for that. It would be a nice reprieve. Don't get me wrong. Your results are unquestionable. But your methods attract far too much attention. Wanted posters? We are not pleased. Do you think I like being the most wanted man in Europe? Why don't you and the Order do something about it? Because we do not exist. Well, then neither do I. A sliding door prevents him from leaving. When we found you crawling up the steps of this church half-dead, it was clear to all of us that you had been sent to do God's work. Why can't he do it himself? Don't blaspheme. You already lost your memory as a penance for past sins. If you wish to recover it, I suggest you continue to heed the call. Without us, the world would be in darkness. 
governments and empires come and go. But we, we have kept mankind safe since time immemorial. We are the last defense against evil. An evil that the rest of mankind has no idea even exists. To you, these, these monsters are just evil beings to be vanquished. I'm the one left standing there when they die and become the men they once were. For you, my good son, this is all a test of faith. And now, we need you to go to the east. To the far side of Romania. An accursed land, terrorized by all sorts of nightmarish creatures. Lorded over by a certain Count Dracula. Dracula? Yes. You've never faced one like this before. Our story begins 450 years ago, when a Transylvanian knight named Valerius the Elder promised God that his family would never rest nor enter heaven until they vanquished Dracula from their land. They have not succeeded, and they are running out of family. His descendant, Boris Valerius, king of the gypsies, he disappeared almost 12 months ago. His only son, Prince Velkan, and his daughter, Princess Anna. If the two of them are killed before Dracula is vanquished, nine generations of their family will never enter the gates of St. Peter. For more than four centuries, this family has defended our left flank. They gave their lives. We cannot let them slip into purgatory. So you're sending me into hell? He pats him on the back. In a manner. The Cardinal holds out a scrap of parchment. Valerius the Elder left this here 400 years ago. We don't know its purpose, but he would not have left it lightly. The Latin inscription translates as, In the name of God, open this door. There is an insignia. Van Helsing frowns at the picture of a dragon. Yes, it matches your ring. I think that in Transylvania, you may find the answer you seek. Van Helsing looks at the image of the beautiful princess. In another part of the cellar, a young monk is testing one of his inventions. Faster, please! Faster! 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 Oh. Get him, eh? Ah, there you are. Where? Did you bring Mr. Hyde back or did you kill him? You killed him, didn't you? That's why they get so annoyed. When they ask you to bring someone back, they don't mean it's a corpse. Oh, all right, you're in the mood. Well, come on. I've got a few things that'll put the bit back in your mouth. Oh, any idiot can make a sword. Hey. Oh, sorry, Father. Come along, Carl. Here, take this. Rings of garlic. Holy water. Silver steak. Crucifix. A machine gun is being tested. Why can't I have one of those? You've never gone after vampires before now, have you? Vampires, gargoyles, warlocks, they're all the same. Best when cooked well. No, 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 no. They're not all the same. A vampire is nothing like a warlock. My granny could kill a warlock. Oh, you've never even been out of the Abbey. How do you know about vampires? I read. Ah, here's something new. Glycerin 48. He flings a tiny drop of the liquid onto the floor. Yeah, around here is thick with envy. Ah, this is my latest invention. It's gas-propelled, capable of catapulting arrows in rapid succession at tremendous velocity. Just pull the trigger and hold on. I've heard the stories coming out of Transylvania. Trust me, you'll need this. Work of certifiable genius. If you don't say so yourself. No, I did say so myself. 
A veritable cornucopia of talent. Did you invent this? I've been working on that for 12 years. It's a compressed magma from Mount Vesuvius with pure alkaline from the Gobi Desert. <laughs> One of a kind. What's it for? Oh, I don't know, but I'm sure it'll come in handy. 12 years, you don't know what it does? I didn't say that. I said I didn't know what it's for. What it does is to create a light source equal to the intensity of the sun. Well, this will come in handy how? Oh, I don't know. You can blind your enemies, charge royal a herd of charging wildebeest. Use your imagination. Uh, no, Carl. I'm going to use yours. That's why you're coming with me. Oh, the hell did Dan but I am. You cursed. Not very well, mind you, but you're a monk. You shouldn't curse at all. And actually, I'm still just a friar. I can curse all I want. Damn it. The Cardinal has ordered you to keep me alive. For as long as possible. But I'm not a field man. Van Helsing, I don't want to go to Transylvania. Then, a Transylvanian forest, shrouded in mist and fog. Within a clearing, a tall wooden pole has been erected. A handsome young man, Prince Velkin, has his hands tied above his head to the top of the pole. He looks round. His breath is icy. Something is moving in the trees above him. He grips onto the ropes that bind him. Come on. Dracula unleashed you for a reason. Just behind the trees, a wolf's face appears. <laughs> Suddenly, the terrifying werewolf charges at the man. Velkin flips himself up onto the top of the pole as the wolf leaps at him. He holds onto a length of rope attached to a pulley, which another man uses to pull him out of danger. On the top of the pole, the werewolf swipes at him. Seeing what's happening, unsheathes her sword. No, Lana, it'll kill you. That's my brother out there. Melkin spots Anna running at the wolf. Cut the rope! Cut it now! The werewolf jumps off the pole and falls down into a pit under it. Then a huge steel cage with a monster trapped inside flies upwards, hoisted up by ropes into the trees. Velkin is pulled up with it for a moment, but jumps off into another tree. There are now villagers below firing rifles up at the creature. My gun! Find my gun! Find Falcon's gun! It has to be the silver bullet! One of the ropes holding the cage snaps. Anna! Money! Money! Anna spots his pistol on the ground. Anna! Look out! The cage crashes to the ground. The werewolf pulls itself out and swipes at Anna, chasing her into the forest. She runs out of the wood and stops at the edge of a deep ravine. The werewolf jumps at her, but Velkin points his gun at it, pushes her out of the way, and is pulled down over the cliff by the monster. Anna gets up and hurries over to the cliff's edge, looking down at the water hundreds of feet below. But there's no sign of her brother or the werewolf. God. Help us. Nighttime. A huge sailing ship is out at sea. Van Helsing and Friar Karl stand at the prow of the ship, looking out at the storm.
daylight. And out in the snow-covered Carpathian mountain range, the two men are riding their horses at full speed along one of its treacherous ridges. In the distance, perched on top of a steep mountain, the sinister towers of Frankenstein's castle. Van Helsing and Karl ride slowly under a stone archway, the entrance to a village near the castle. There are many peasant folk milling around who stare at the men distrustfully as they get down from their horses and walk towards the main village square. So what do you remember? Not now, Carl. There must be something. I remember fighting the Romans at Masada. That was in 73 AD. You asked. The villagers follow them with axes. What are we doing here? Why is it so important to kill this Dracula anyway? Because he's the son of the devil. I mean besides that. Because if we kill him, anything bitten by him or created by him will also die. I mean besides that. Welcome to Transylvania. They've reached the main square. The long-haired, gaunt man stands leering at them. Karl looks round at all the weapons the peasants are holding. Is it always like this? Pretty much. You, turn around. Anna is standing on a podium behind them. Let me see your faces. Why? Because we don't trust strangers. Strangers don't last long here. Five foot seven by two foot. The villagers approach. Gentlemen, you will now be disarmed. You can try. They back away nervously. You refuse to obey our laws? The laws of men mean little to me. Fine. Kill them. Ooh. I'm here to help you. I don't need any help. Really? Van Helsing lifts his crossbow and fires at Dracula's three brides who are swooping down into the village square. The three winged creatures weave in the air, avoiding the volley of arrows. The villagers disperse in panic. Van Helsing stands in the middle of the square and spins slowly round as he aims at the swooping vampires. Anna falls backwards and knocks him over. As she gets up, she's lifted up into the air by one of the creatures. Van Helsing runs after them, jumps and clings on to Anna's ankles. The vampire lets Anna go and she lands on Van Helsing, straddling his face. The bounty hunter rolls over so he's on top of her. Stay here! You stay here! They're trying to kill me! Two of the vampires hover above Van Helsing. Marishka! Kill the stranger! Love to! Anna reaches a wooden building, but she turns and runs in the opposite direction. She runs past Van Helsing, who's still firing into the sky at the demons. Try aiming at their hearts! Van Helsing flees from an approaching vampire. He ducks and the vampire picks up a cow next to him which he throws into one of the buildings. Van Helsing fires a barrage of bolts at the flying demons, two of which are making for the princess. One of the creatures grabs a villager, lifting him up and biting his neck. 
the sun appears from behind the clouds. Anna lifts her head up from under a box of parsnips. Van Helsing frowns and looks over to Anna. It's the sun. The monster hunter turns round apprehensively. The villagers start to emerge from their hiding places. Van Helsing spins round and points the crossbow at the well in the middle of the square. He and Anna step cautiously towards it. Anna picks up a scythe. They reach the edge of the well. Van Helsing nods and the two of them peer over into it. It's too dark. They exchange looks. A cloud covers over the sun. Friar Karl looks up nervously. Van Helsing? The vampire shoots out of the well and grabs Anna in her claws. Do you like to fly? Anna is carried off up into the sky, but the vampire drops the young woman who tumbles downwards before she's grabbed in mid-air by another of the flying demons. Van Helsing takes careful aim and fires a bolt into the vampire's ankle. Anna drops onto a roof. She slides down it and ends up hanging off the edge. The vampire swoops down, but Anna flips herself over and lands upside down against a tree. She drops down through the branches and lands on her feet in the snow. The vampire has flown down into the path of Van Helsing, who riddles her wings with bolts, sending her crashing into the roof of a building. Anna runs into a room and shuts the door. Hello, Anna. The vampire magically transforms into a beautiful woman. Nice to see you too, Adira. Van Helsing paces towards the building with his crossbow at the ready. He frowns and stops. The vampire bursts out of the building and knocks him over. He drops the crossbow. The demon circles round the square, then perches on a balcony. She looks at the man and pulls the crossbow bolts out of her torso. She too changes into a beautiful woman. Her wounds heal themselves up and she casually tosses away the last of the arrows. Did I do something to you in a past life? Don't play coy with me, princess. Anna opens a door but Alira is behind that too. I know what lurks in your lasting heart. I hope you have a heart, Alira. Because someday I'm going to drive a stake through it. Alira strikes Anna and knocks her out into the square. Van Helsing is looking at the crossbow lying on the ground between him and the beautiful vampire. This should do the trick. Holy water! He throws the bottle to his friend, but Verona intercepts it, tossing it into the well. Stop your teasing, Marishka, and finish him! Too bad. So sad. Carl points to a tap dripping holy water into a basin. 
Mariska smiles at Van Helsing, baring her fangs. Then Anna finds Alira looking at a glass of blood. Thirty years old. Perfectly aged. Hello, Anna, my dear. Alira drinks from the glass, and she and Verona walk slowly towards Anna. She backs into some wooden beer barrels. Outside, Van Helsing makes a run for the crossbow, but Mariska flies at him and sends him crashing into a table, a cart, and then a wall. She sails up into the air. Van Helsing lifts his head. The crossbow is lying almost next to him. Inside, Anna tries to strike Verona, but the vampire grabs her hand. I can feel fresh blood rushing through her veins. Van Helsing grabs the crossbow. Here she comes! As Mariska dives down towards him, the monster hunter runs towards the church. I want first bite. The two vampires bare their fangs. Mariska closes in on Van Helsing, stretching out her arms. He plunges the tip of the crossbow into the holy water and spins round. Verona is about to sink her teeth into Anna's neck. Van Helsing lets off a volley of bolts, sending Mariska spinning onto the side of the church tower. Verona and Alira look at each other in panic and change into their winged demon shapes. They burst out of the roof and fly away. Van Helsing watches as Mariska disintegrates against the tower above him. crosses himself and walks over to the steps of the church where he sits down wincing Fry Karl picks up his partner's leather hat he looks round and sees the cow is now standing safely on the balcony of a house Karl walks over to Van Helsing and gives him his hat the villagers are gathering in the square around them Isn't that a good thing? Vampires only kill what they need to survive. One or two people a month. Now, they will kill for revenge. Are you always this popular? Pretty much. So what name, my good sir, do I carve on your gravestone? His name is Van Helsing. They're surprised by this. Your reputation precedes you. Van Helsing gets up and slings his crossbow over his shoulder. Next time, stay close. You're not good to me dead. Well, I'll say this for you. You've got courage. He's the first one to kill a vampire in over a hundred years. I'd say that's earned him a drink. At his castle, Dracula is in his coffin. He rises up and stands on its end. The Count jumps to the floor. His brides are hanging upside down from the ceiling. Why can't they just leave us alone? We never kill more than our fill, and less than our share. Can they say the same? 
Did I not stress how important it was to be finished with Anna Valerius before she destroys what we are trying to create? We lost, Marishka. Oh, there, my darlings. Do not worry. I shall find another bride. What? Do we mean so little to you? Have you no heart? No! I have no heart! I feel no love! Nor fear! Nor joy! Nor sorrow! I am hollow. And I will live forever. Oh, my lord. It is not so bad. <laughs> I am at war with the world! And every living soul in it! But soon, the final battle will begin. I must go and find out who our new visitor is. The shadow of a chained up werewolf appears on the wall behind him. You will have to make a little aperitif out of him. We are much too close to success to be interrupted now. No! The last experiment was a failure! Please, say you will not try again. My heart could not bear the sorrow if we fail again. The bride's cower from the roaring vampire. Go. Do not fear me. Everybody else fears me. Not my bride. The werewolf is being restrained with a long cattle prod. Igor! Yes, master. Why do you torment that thing, sir? It's what I do. Remember, Igor. Do unto others. Before they do unto me. Master. Now go. All of you! To Castle Frankenstein! Yes, yes. We will try again. Anna, Van Helsing and Karl are in the Valerian Palace. So how did you get here? came by sea. Really? The sea? Well, yes. The Adriatic Sea? Well, yes. So where do I find Dracula? Uh, yes. He used to live in this very house four centuries ago. No one knows where he lives now. My father would stare at that painting for hours looking for Dracula's lair. So, that's why you've come? I can help you. No one can help me. I can try. You can die trying. All of my family has. I can handle this myself. So I noticed. The vampires attacked in daylight. They never do that. I was unprepared. It won't happen again. So, why did they attack in daylight? Clearly, they wanted to catch me off guard. They seem almost desperate to finish off my family. Why is that? Why now? You ask a lot of questions. Hmm. Usually, I ask only two. What are we dealing with and how do I kill it? My father spent most of his life looking for answers, year after year. Tearing through the tower, combing through the family archives. Call the tower. Start there. Oh, right. The only way to save your family is to stay alive until Dracula's killed. And who will kill him if not me? Who will show courage if not me? If you go out there alone, you'll be outmanned and outpositioned, and you can't see in the dark. In the morning, we will hunt him. But we'll do it together. He grabs a pointed steel club that she's holding. She lets go, and they stare at each other. Some say you're a murderer, Mr. Van Helsing. Others say you're a holy man. Which is it? It's a bit of both. I promised you a drink. Yes, you did. The bar is down the hall. 
Help yourself. As for me, I'm going to finish this once and for all. I'm sorry you have to carry this burden alone. On the contrary, I would wish for it no other way. And I'm sorry about your father and brothers. I will see them again. We Transylvanians always look on the brighter side of death. There's a brighter side of death? Yes. It's just harder to see. He sprays something in her face and she collapses in his arms. Oh, I'm sorry about that too. Nighttime. Anna awakens lying on her bed. She sits up, frowning. Van Helsing. She walks past a small anteroom, stops, and then enters it. She opens a door leading to the Grand Hall. Van Helsing? The hall is empty too. She returns momentarily to the room and picks a lantern off the wall. She steps apprehensively into the shadowy hall. She picks a metal club off a table and continues forward. She looks anxiously ahead of her at the dark, old-fashioned furniture. She reaches the end of a cabinet and does a little jump into the space next to it, expecting combat. But it's just a window rattling in the wind. She drops her weapon, goes over to the window and shuts it. She turns round and looks at the floor. A large animal has left bloody footprints upon it. Something is moving behind her. She spins round, nothing there. She starts to back away and reaches for a pistol. Something is watching her from above. Anna slowly turns round and now steps very cautiously forward. Blood starts dripping onto the floor behind her. She turns round again, very slowly. She suddenly spots the werewolf at the top of a pillar next to her. She shoots and flees. She reaches the edge of the hall and looks back at the window. The moon clouds over. She bumps into her brother. I only have a moment. I know Dracula's secret. He has a moon. He staggers backwards. Please. No. No. He rips at his shirt and knocks over a nearby table. He backs into the wall and flings his arms upwards. He slides up the wall on his back until he is pinned halfway up it. He looks anxiously out of the window as the clouds again part to reveal the full moon. 
He bears his sharp fangs. He tears off his skin, writhing in pain against the wall. Werewolf fur appears in its place. All his human flesh is torn off, and the werewolf is fully transformed. Van Helsing rushes in and points his gun. But the monster bursts out of the window. Are you all right? Anna! He runs over to the window and takes aim, but the wolfman is wading across the nearby river. Carl enters the hall. Why does it smell like wet dog in here? Werewolf! Oh, right, you'll be needing silver bullets. Well done! Outside in the darkness, the village is covered in a thin blanket of snow. The hunter loads his pistol with the silver bullets. He emerges out of the swirling fog and walks forward cautiously. The snow is still coming down gently as he proceeds along a deserted street. He spins round and raises his pistol. But there's nothing there. Who's hunting whom? He steps round a corner and stops next to a coffin leaning against the wall. The undertaker is standing in the coffin. Nice night. This is a bit tight for me. But for you, it's a perfect fit. What a coincidence. I see the wolfman hasn't killed you yet. Don't worry, he's getting to it. You don't seem too bothered by him. Oh, I'm no threat to him. I'm just the one who cleans up after him. If you get my meaning. Too late to be digging graves, isn't it? Never too late to dig graves. You never know when you need a fresh one. He tries to strike him with the spade. Oh, sorry. It's just my nature. <gasps> The werewolf leaps at the undertaker, knocking him into the grave dead. His spade and hat land next to him. Van Helsing points his gun at the werewolf. No! Anna distracts him and the werewolf escapes. Van Helsing gives chase. Move. No! The wolfman disappears over a rooftop. Van Helsing grabs Anna. Why? Oh, you're choking me! Give me reason not to. I can't. If people knew... No. Oh. He storms off. He's not your brother anymore, Anna! You knew? Yes. Before or after I stopped you from shooting him? Before. And still you tried to kill him! He's a werewolf. He's gonna kill people! He can't help it! It's not his fault! I know, but he'll do it anyway! Do you understand forgiveness? Yes. I ask for it often. This is Dracula has a cure. If there's a chance I can save my brother, I'm going after it. No, I need to find Dracula. And I need to find my brother. He gave his life for me. He's the only family I have left. I despise Dracula more than you could ever imagine. He has taken everything from me, leaving me alone in this world. Anna turns from him. Van Helsing looks concerned. He lightly touches her on the back, then turns himself and takes a few paces away. The snow is still falling lightly in the graveyard where they stand. Yeah, to have memories of those you loved and lost is 
Perhaps harder than to have no memories at all. All right. We'll look for your brother. Inside Frankenstein's laboratory, the Dwergi, dwarfish creatures with gas masks on their faces, are preparing the equipment. One of them pulls down a circuit breaker switch and a large generator spins round. Sparks pour out from above. A platform is being lowered on a pulley. Dracula is walking along a gangway, surveying the progress. Egon! Yes, Master! How long before we are ready? Soon, Master! Very soon! The dog not on! No! It is difficult without a good doctor. But the Dwergins, they are doing well, huh? Good. Anna and Van Helsing are in the forest. For me, this is all personal. It's all about family and honor. Why do you do it, this job of yours? What do you hope to get out of it? I don't know. Maybe some self-realization? And what have you got out of it so far? Nightmares. He picks a clump of hair off a branch. Where was only shed before the first full moon? Before the curse has completely consumed them. They hurry towards the sinister castle's outbuildings, leading their horses behind them. What is this place? Castle Frankenstein. But it should be abandoned. I don't understand. The man who lived here was killed a year ago. Grey brother, among other things. A year ago? It's just after that that your father went missing. Yes. He was looking for Dracula. He was on his way to the sea. Hmm. I've never been to the sea. He looks at her. She's lost in thought. I'll bet it's beautiful. Van Helsing gives her an enigmatic smile. Inside one of the castle's towers, the werewolf is swinging down the steel rafters. He reaches the floor. Dracula is pacing nearby. Werewolves are such a nuisance during their first full moon. So hard to control. The werewolf is writhing in agony on the floor, tearing at its flesh. Under the wolf fur, there is again human skin. As he squirms and gyrates, he reverts back to Anna's brother. I send you on a simple errand to find out who our new visitor is. You have to stop for a little chat with your sister. Leave her out of this, Count. She doesn't know your secret, and I am soon to take it to my grave. Don't wish for death so quickly. I intend for you to be quite useful. I would rather die than help you. Oh, don't be boring. Everyone who says that dies. Besides, tonight, after the final stroke of midnight, you will have no choice but to obey me. Look familiar? A charred corpse with a gold cross on a chain around its neck. Father? No! He proved useless, but I'm hoping with werewolf venom running through your veins, you will be of greater benefit. No! The Dwergi press him onto a surgical table. I may have failed to kill you, Count, but my sister will not. They put his head into a clamp at the top of it. The Count dances slowly in a waltz. Van Helsing and Anna have now entered the castle. It's dark. 
there are rats, and everything is covered in cobwebs. Dwergi. Dwergi? Dwergi servants. Industrious but extremely vicious. If you get the chance to kill one, do it, because they'll do worse to you. The little creatures carry on past them into the castle. They say they're using my brother in some sort of experiment. My brother is still battling the sickness within him. There's still hope. Anna! There is no hope for your brother. But we can still protect others by killing Dracula. Igor walks round to a huge control panel and looks up. Dracula is pacing upside down under a walkway above him. Let us begin! One of the Dwergi pulls a switch and the generator roars into life. Belkin grimaces. His whole body is now strapped to the steel platform, which is raised up into the air. Anna and Van Helsing enter another gloomy room. Van Helsing looks at the large sacks made of rope that are suspended from the ceiling. You ever see these things before? No. What do you think they are? Offspring. What? A man with three gorgeous women for 400 years. Vampires are the walking dead. It only makes sense that children are born dead. He's obviously trying to bring them to life. He touches one of the bags. Slime oozes out of it. <clears throat> Ladies first. She steps back, and he leads the way. They try and negotiate a route amongst the slimy, cobweb-covered bags. and his brides only kill one or two people a month. If he brings all these things to life... They look up at hundreds more of these bags which are hanging up in the rafters above them. Outside, the lightning strikes a metal pylon on top of one of the towers. Underneath it, Belkin's body is being riddled with electric current. Are the switches? Yes, master. A huge fireball of energy flies downwards into the laboratory. The electricity rushes along cables and finally reaches the rope bags which are enrobed in a strange light illuminating the hall. And Helsing and Anna step slowly away from them as the contents of the bags start to move around. Van Helsing looks at Anna and approaches one of the bags. He touches it and gets a little electric shock. Oh. What are you doing? I want to see what we're up against. He pushes his hand into the bag. He pulls out handfuls of slime and pus. Anna frowns and watches him. A small, ghoulish hand emerges out of a bag behind her. So this is what you get when vampires mate. The head of a baby vampire pushes itself out. More lightning strikes the pylon. Igor pulls down a switch, and again sparks run along cables in the Great Hall and enrobe the rope bags in electric light. The fledgling vampires are starting to burst from their bags and fly off. Van Helsing leads Anna down the centre of the Great Hall. 
The little demon creatures are now swarming in the roof. They fly up to a balcony where Dracula and his two brides are standing. Verona puts out her hand and one of them perches on the end of it. It flies off. Dracula puts his arms around his two brides' shoulders. They need to feed. Teach them hard. Teach them! He flings them off the balcony. They change into their winged forms as they fall, swooping upwards and joining the swarm of little demons. And get the devil! That this time they stay alive. The creatures burst out of several of the windows in the castle and fly off into the night sky. This is where I come in. No, wait! Van Helsing moves back into the center of the room, firing up at the little creatures, which explode into blobs of slime. Dracula is watching him from the balcony above. Now that I have your attention. Dracula swoops down towards the monster hunter. Van Helsing turns and flees. He runs up some steps, but the doors at the top close in front of him. He looks back. Anna is heading up some steps at the opposite side of the hall. Yes, well, that's interesting. In the study of the Valerian Palace, Carl looks out at the flying demons. One hits the window. Well, that's not good. Must warn somebody. Van Helsing crouches in an archway. Dracula is still swooping around the hall. The vampire lands and walks slowly forward. the character of a man by the sound of his heartbeat. Usually, when I approach, I can almost dance to the beat. Strange that yours is so steady. Anna emerges out onto a gangway above the laboratory. Yes, it is. We must keep the atmosphere electrified! Accelerate the generators! Power the dynamos! We are losing power! The human is insufficient! She looks upwards into the tower. Back in the village, the peasants are coming out of their houses and standing in the moonlight, looking up anxiously at the swarm approaching them. The little creatures fly into the square and grab the terrified villagers, pulling them up into the air. The people are running around, trying to escape. One man looks round and starts to run as Verona grabs him by the face, pulls him into the sky and then throws him down onto a rooftop. At the castle, Dracula is pacing around the hall, looking for Van Helsing. Van Helsing drops down from above and drives a metal stake into his chest.
Requis got in touch. Dracula gives him a mocking look. Hello, Gabriel. And Helsing's confused. Anna is proceeding cautiously along the gangway. Below her, the Dwergi are attending to a bubbling vat of deadly liquid. They spot her and rush towards her. She leaps off the walkway and grabs a long rope hanging above the cauldron. One of the creatures is lowering itself down the rope towards her. She reaches for its leg and pulls it off, sending it crashing into the liquid below. Two more Dwergi jump onto the rope beneath her and start to climb up. One of them grabs her ankle. She pulls out her sword and slices the rope off below her. The creatures again tumble into the vat. Igor notices that something has fallen in. He looks upwards at Anna disappearing up the rope. We must not lose the master's progeny! Dracula has pulled out the stake. Is this your silver stake? How long has it been? Three, four hundred years? Van Helsing doesn't understand. You don't remember, do you? Exactly what is it I should be remembering? You are the great Van Helsing, trained by monks and mullahs from... Tibet to Istanbul, protected by Rome herself, but, like me, hunted by all others. The Knights of the Holy Order know all about you. It's no surprise you would know about me. Oh, yes, but it's much more than this. <laughs> we have such history, you and I, Gabriel. He walks away from Van Helsing. Have you ever wondered? Why you have such horrible nightmares, horrific scenes of ancient battles past. The hunter starts to slowly follow him. How do you know me? Anna has reached the platform which her brother is strapped to. She touches his face. Anna? No, 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 don't unstrap me. Don't unstrap me. No, you must not. No, no, no. Stop it! I'm getting you out of here! Belkan, it's all right! I'm taking you home! He grabs her face and tries to hold her back. His eyes light up as the werewolf blood surges in his body. So, would you like me to refresh your memory a little? A few details from your sordid past. Van Helsing thrusts a crucifix into the vampire's face. He grabs it and sets it alight. Perhaps that is a conversation for another time. Allow me to reintroduce myself. I am Count Vladislaus Dragulia. He bows. Born 1422. Murdered 1462. In the village, a woman bursts out of a window and is grabbed by one of the demons in midair. Carl is standing in the street below her. The woman clings to a sign above a door and looks down at the friar. Carl picks up a small wooden pail. He swings it and hurls it up at the creature, knocking it backwards. The woman falls down into the friar's arms. One of the little vampires flies towards Carl and the woman. It stops in midair. Its body becomes inflated until it bursts into a shower of slime. 
Verona and Elira hover over the square and watch this happen to the other little vampires. The two brides fly back to the castle. Dracula turns round and Van Helsing runs away. He steps into some sort of lift which he activates with his razor weapon and it shoots upwards. Anna jumps down some steps and bumps into Van Helsing. I think we've overstayed our welcome. He shoots his harpoon into the sky. A line flies out of it and sticks into a tree hundreds of yards away. He wedges the gun into the metal pylon so that the line is taut. Felkin is changing into a werewolf. Anna grabs hold of Van Helsing. They look at each other, then they whiz along the harpoon wire just as the wolfman reaches the spot where they were standing. One of the pylons falls over. The werewolf grabs the harpoon line and it snaps, sending Van Helsing and Anna swinging across the abyss and into the forest. They tumble into the snow. The werewolf plummets into the waters below. In the moonlight, the villagers are still milling around the square. Carl and the woman are looking up at the sky. What happened? They just died. She flings her arms around him and kisses him on the cheek. How can I ever repay you? He gives her a bashful look and whispers something in her ear. But you can do that. You are a monk. Well, actually, I'm just a friar. Back at the top of the tower... I am sorry, master. We try and we try, but I fear we are not so smart as Dr. Frankenstein. Truly. It would appear the good doctor took the key to life to his grave. The werewolf clambers up onto the ledge next to the Count. Hunt them down. Kill them both. And Helsing and Anna approach the ruin of the windmill. A silver stick. A crucifix. What, did you think we haven't tried everything before? We've shot him, stabbed him, clubbed him. Sprayed him with holy water, staked him through the heart, and still he lives. Do you understand? No one knows how to kill Dracula. Yeah, I could have used that information a little earlier. Uh, don't give me that look. She walks away from him and closes her eyes. You were right. I'm sorry. He's not my brother anymore. She turns back to him. Van Helsing looks up at the rain. He takes off his hat and puts it on her head. They smile at each other. Do you have any family, Mr. Van Helsing? Uh, not sure. I hope to find out someday. It's what keeps me going. Here's to what keeps you going. Absinthe. Strong stuff. She takes a swig and passes the bottle to him. Don't let it touch your tongue. Suddenly, they drop through the floor and crash down into an underground cavern beneath them. Back at the Valerian castle, it's morning, and Carl is waking up, lying on a couch in the study. Vampires! He jumps up and looks down at the young woman who's also waking up on the couch. Now I remember. He leans on a carved wooden column. It's a secret switch and the wall spins round to reveal a curious painting. 
It shows two knights fighting in front of a castle. Around it is a Latin inscription. Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the moon is shining bright. Or crave another's blood when the sun goes down and his body takes to flight. Carl watches open-mouthed as the painting comes to life, the two knights fighting with their swords. They suddenly turn into monsters. Carl falls backwards over the couch. Meanwhile, back in the gloomy cavern, Anna is coming round after her fall. She pushes off bits of wood and debris that had fallen on top of her and gets to her feet. Van Helsing puts his hand over her mouth. There's something down here. And it's carnivorous. He picks up a Bible. Whatever it is, it appears to be human. I'd say it's a size 17, about 360 pounds. Eight and a half to nine feet tall. He has a, a bad gimp in his right leg and uh, three copper teeth. How do you know he has copper teeth? Because he's standing right behind you. He pushes her out of the way. Frankenstein shoves Van Helsing over into some water. He turns round and looks at Anna. Oh my God. The Frankenstein monster. Monster! Who's the monster here? Van Helsing punches the creature in the back. It knocks its head against the rock and splits open, exposing his brain. The hunter grabs him, but is thrown off as volts of electricity surge over the monster's body. It pushes its head back together, then staggers towards Anna, who is trying to crawl away. She's backed up against a rock. Van Helsing sends a blow dart into the monster's back. It writhes in pain and drops to its knees as Anna rushes over to her ally. She points her gun at the creature. We must kill it! Wait, if you value your lives and the lives of your kind, you will kill me! No. If Dracula finds me, I am the key to my father's machine. He already awakened them last night. <laughs> Those were from only one bride. From one single birthday. And they died as they did the last time he tried. Van Helsing crouches by the ailing monster. Only with me can he give them lasting life. There are more? More of those things? Thousands. Thousands more. Frankenstein falls face down onto the floor. Van Helsing frowns with a look of concern. Anna steps up and again raises her gun. No! You heard what he said! My life, my, my job, is to vanquish evil. I can, I can sense evil. This thing... Man, whatever it is, evil may have created it, may have left its mark on it, but evil does not rule it, so I cannot kill it. I can't. Not while I'm here. He keeps a firm hold on her. Anna, your 
family spent 400 years trying to kill Dracula. Maybe this poor creature can help us find a way. They look up. The werewolf is amongst the rocks above them. Anna shoots at it, but it escapes. Oh my god. He's seen us. Now they'll come for him. And neither you nor I will be able to stop them. If I can get him to Rome, we can protect him there. And then the painting came alive and the two creatures attacked each other. What does it mean? I don't know. Now listen, Carl, whatever you do, don't stare at him. I'm staring at him. Is that a man? Actually, it's seven men. Parts of them, anyway. By exposing me, you have condemned me! Me and all of you, man! Nothing is faster than Transylvanian horses. Not even a werewolf. Anything else? Yara, yara. The carriage, pulled by six dark horses, speeds along a narrow path in the Transylvanian forest. The fog is starting to set in. Inside the carriage, Frankenstein grabs Carl. Let me go! Where are you going to go? I don't know if you've looked in the mirror lately, but you kind of stick out in the crowd. Ah! The vehicle continues on its journey out of Transylvania, across the Carpathian Mountains, and along a snowy crevasse. Sitting at the front of the carriage, Van Helsing tugs at the reins as the snow starts to come down. Nighttime, and they're heading into more deep forest, but something is following them in the sky high above, flying over the treetops. Van Helsing is aware of it too. The fog is thick, but he looks out at the trees around the carriage with a frown. The pursuer has now located them and swoops down. The carriage travels on and turns round a corner in the road. Their pursuer sweeps off in the other direction as Van Helsing looks round with concern. There doesn't appear to be anything behind him, but he loops the reins round the side of his seat and reaches for his crossbow. His pursuer is now following directly behind the carriage and getting closer. Suddenly, Verona swoops down, grabs Van Helsing and flies off with him. He reaches up and grabs one of her wings. She struggles, starts to fall and drops him. He lands on top of one of the horses. The carriage hurtles towards an old bridge over a deep ravine. But the bridge has no middle and the distance between the two sides is too far. Van Helsing leaps from horse to horse to get back to the carriage. Suddenly, Alira swoops out of the sky and pushes him backwards onto the horse's yoke. The two vampires watch in horror as the horses gallop towards the broken bridge. The horses leap the gap, but the carriage crashes into the other side. And, as Van Helsing looks round, it starts to fall into the abyss. Alira and Verona dive down towards the plummeting carriage. They reach it and hang on to the top. Verona prizes open the door. She's shocked to discover it's empty. Van Helsing, riding the horses, grins to himself and looks over at another carriage which has Anna at the reins. Verona realizes that the carriage has been booby-trapped and tries to fly away. 
Stakes. The carriage explodes as it hits the ground and hundreds of stakes fire into the air. Several pierce Verona's wings and body and she falls downwards into the fire. Van Helsing has steered his horses alongside Anna's carriage. He flings himself onto it and clambers onto the seat next to her. Suddenly the werewolf leaps at them. They jump out of the way and the creature flies over the carriage, setting it alight. Van Helsing and Anna hang off opposite sides of the vehicle. Carl! Oh my god! Carl opens the door on Anna's side and sees that the carriage is careering along a narrow road on the edge of a steep cliff. What are you doing out here? Right, right. Go! Van Helsing has slipped further down the other side and is in danger of going under the wheels. The bits of metal he is hanging on to are starting to snap off. Oh! Oh! I can help! You won't kill me! Only if you don't hurry! The monster presents his padlock to the friar. Van Helsing is getting nearer to the wheels. The creature leans out of the carriage and flings him back up onto the seat on top of the vehicle. On the other side, he does the same with Anna. Frankenstein sits back down inside the carriage and gives a smile to Carl as the horses follow the road back into the forest. The werewolf appears in the rear window behind Frankenstein. The wolfman stands on top of the burning vehicle, its weight pushing the flames into the carriage itself. The rest of the group jump off the burning vehicle. Van Helsing is the last to jump. He fires his pistols at the wolf which leaps at him. Consumed by flames, the carriage breaks apart from the horses. It explodes in a fireball, flipped over and over by the ferocity of the blast. In the early morning light, Anna is wandering through the trees trying to find the rest of her group. But she stops as she spots her half-naked brother lying against a rock. Helgen. She runs up to him and crouches by him. Helgen. He's struggling to speak. Forgive me. His eyes close and his body goes limp. Anna has tears in her eyes. I will see you again. She tenderly kisses her dead brother on the forehead. Then she looks round and shoves into Van Helsing. You killed him! You killed him! Now you know why they call me murderer. She drops her head. She lifts open his jacket and notices a bloody gash in the man's chest. Oh my god. You've been bitten. She starts to retreat from him. He leans against a tree in pain and looks away. She continues walking backwards. Alira is standing next to her and punches her in the face. The princess is pulled up into the sky by the vampire. Van Helsing runs off in pursuit but stops as he reaches the edge of the cliff. He watches as the demon flaps her mighty wings and carries the princess away. Carl and Frankenstein join him and watch the creature following the river towards a city shrouded in fog. 
Then Van Helsing, Karl and Frankenstein walk under a bridge at the river's edge in Budapest. Alira flies down to them and perches on a stone plinth nearby. So much trouble to my master. So much trouble. What do you want? The master commands the trade. The monster? For the princess. So my public. Lots of people. The monster turns to him in disbelief. A place where your master will be less inclined to expose his... His other side. Tomorrow night is All Hallows Eve. Here in Budapest, there is a wonderful masquerade ball. <laughs> she flies up over the bridge and disappears. Van Helsing winces. Are you alright? No. <laughs> Frankenstein recoils from him. He has been bitten. Bitten by a werewolf. Now you will become that which you have hunted so passionately. Van Helsing pulls out his blowpipe. I am sorry. May others be as passionate in their hunting of you. Van Helsing blows a dart into Frankenstein, then hides him in derelict crypt by a graveyard. Well, you won't find him in here. I'm sure this is some sort of sin. Don't worry, God will forgive us. We need to save Anna. You don't think the hat's fit much, do you? Oh, help me! Oh, right. How many commandments can we break in one day? Anyway, according to the book, you won't turn into a werewolf until the rising of your first full moon. That's two nights from now. Even then, you'll still be able to fight Dracula's hold over you until the final stroke of midnight. Sounds like I have nothing to worry about. Oh, my God, you should be terrified. Thank you. Sorry. Well, we still have 48 hours to find a solution. You sure you can't get out of there? Not without some help from the dead. They head off into the distance. Nearby, the lid of a stone tomb edges open and a ghoulish hand emerges. Then to the masked ball. The ballroom is a lavish hall decorated with ornate golden carvings. There are marble statues on either side of the room. The polished floor has hundreds of revelers dancing a slow waltz upon it. There are people on stilts, a ballerina and waiters on unicycles. A violinist is playing while balancing on a large golden ball. There is a fire eater puffing out flames. At the far end of the room is a veiled woman in front of an orchestra. Dracula is dancing with Anna, who's wearing a pretty ball gown. He pulls her to him and takes off his gold mask and then hers. She has her eyes closed as if in a dream. The Count kisses her passionately. She opens her eyes in shock, but they continue waltzing. How does it feel to be a puppet on my screen? I won't let you trade me, Count. I have no intention of trading you. And if I know Van Helsing, which I do, he's not planning on making a trade either. Neither of us has ever settled for half. Van Helsing and Karl, both dressed as masked revelers, appear on a balcony overlooking the Great Hall. Ah, there they are. You make my skin crawl. This is not all I could do with your skin. 
Van Helsing watches the count. He sees the fire eater, then spots a trapeze artist swinging above the partygoers. Carl, I need you to do something. I'm not going to like this, am I? The Count and Anna dance in front of a mirror, but only Anna is reflected. Don't we make a lovely couple? Oh my god. I am looking for a new bride, Anna. Someone strong and beautiful. High above them, the performers swap trapezes in mid-air. One of them returns to the balcony near Van Helsing. One brief moment of pain. Van Helsing leaps from one trapeze to the other. Carl watches the fire eater. You have no heartbeat. Perhaps he just needs to be rekindled. The Count bears his fangs. His eyes glow with lust. Van Helsing jumps off the trapeze onto a rope which he cuts in order to swoop down towards the princess. Carl shoves the fire breather over and sets Dracula's cape alight. Van Helsing swoops down and grabs Anna, swinging back up to the balcony. Anna! Anna! Wake up! Gabriel! Oh, Gabriel! Dracula moves amongst the motionless guests. Oh, Gabriel! He looks up at them and smiles. Welcome to my summer palace. Mikali! Master, Master! Look, Master, look! We have him, Master! We have him! I, oh, wretched undead! I shall have my revenge! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil! You are nothing but death! Van Helsing closes his eyes. Dracula turns and looks up at him. Now that everything is as it should be, ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Van Helsing! They're all vampires and bear their fangs at the uninvited guests. Come on! Come on! Van Helsing and Anna shut themselves into a room with a friar. Huh. Now I know what it's for! Now I know what it's for! Where are we going? Through the window! The vampires burst into the room, but Carl's invention emits an intense light, vaporizing the demons. The light streams out of the windows in the palace. Van Helsing, Anna and Carl fall into the water surrounding the building. Carl! You're a genius! A genius with access to unstable chemicals! Frankenstein is being carried away on a boat nearby. Igor sits behind the poor creature who is tied to the bottom of the mast. Say goodbye to your friend. Van Helsing swims towards the boat. Igor gives him a mocking wave. The boat makes its way out into the harbour, but Van Helsing is prevented from following by a portcullis, which has dropped down in front of him. He looks out at the sad monster. I'll find you! I'll get you back and set you free! I swear to God! 
Anna and Carl swim up to the metal barrier. I must save him. No, you can't. Why? I cabled Rome earlier to apprise them of our situation. What did they say? Even if you somehow kill Dracula, Rome orders you to destroy Frankenstein as well. He isn't evil. Yes, but they say he isn't human either. Do they know him? Have they talked with him? Who are they to judge? They want you to destroy him so he can never be used to harm humanity. Then what of me? Did you tell them what I am to become? How to kill me! Correct angle of the stake as it enters my heart! No! He takes measure of silver in his bullet! No, I lift you out! Van Helsing recovers from his werewolf fit and drops his head. Anna and Carl look shocked. I'm sorry. Carl nods at him. It's starting. Anna looks at him with concern. Then, back at Castle Frankenstein, the group rush into what used to be the laboratory. equipment to Dracula's lair. Wherever that is. Van Helsing throws a large metal cage across the room. But there's still time. Dracula can't bring his children to life until the sun sets. The sun sets in two hours. We've been looking for him for more than 400 years. Yes, well, I wasn't around for those 400 years, now was I? All right, Carl. What have you learned? That Count Dracula was actually the son of Valerius the Elder, the son of your ancestor. Everybody knows that. What else? Oh, oh, all right. Well, according to this rubbing, it all started when Dracula was murdered. Do you know who murdered him? No, no, no. There's just some vague reference to the left hand of God. And in 1462, when Dracula died, he made a covenant with the devil. And was given a new life. But the only way he could sustain that life was by drinking the blood of others. Uh, excuse me, are you going to let me tell the story? Sorry. Sorry. And your ancestor, having sired this evil creature, went to Rome to seek forgiveness. That's when the bargain was made. He was to kill Dracula in return for eternal salvation of his entire family, right down the line, all the way to you. But he couldn't do it. As evil as Dracula was, my ancestor couldn't kill his own son. So he banished him to an icy fortress, sending him to a door from which there was no return. And then the devil gave him wings. Yes. All right, so where is his door? I don't know. But when your ancestor couldn't kill his son, he left clues. He pulled the secret switch. So that future generations might do it for him. That must be what my father was looking for in here. Clues to the door's location. The door. The door. Of course. You said your father spent hours staring at this painting, trying to find Dracula's lair. I think you were right. Quite literally, I think. This is the door. He just didn't know how to open it. Uh, look. Latin inscription. Maybe it works like they're painting in the tower. If this were a door, my father would have opened it long ago. Oh, I can't finish the inscription. There's a piece missing. Van Helsing thinks for a moment and pulls out the scrap of parchment that he was given in Rome. The father didn't have this. Where did you get them? Carl, finish it. He places the scrap into the corner of the inscription. In the name of God. Open this door. The three of them step back as the map slowly disappears to reveal a mirror behind it. A mirror? Dracula has no reflection in the mirror. But why? Maybe. Maybe to Dracula it's not a mirror at all. 
Van Helsing steps cautiously up to the mirror. Frowning thoughtfully, he puts out his hand and pushes it into the mirror, which seems to turn to ice around it. He pulls out his hand. It's cold. And it's snowing. Van Helsing turns and grabs a flaming torch. See you on the other side. Anna stops him. Be careful. He nods at her. Then he faces the mirror and steps into it. Again, it turns to ice as he passes through it. On the other side, it's snowing heavily. He looks up open-mouthed. He turns round and takes hold of the hand emerging from the mirror gate. Anna, also carrying a flaming torch, steps into Dracula's world too. They move forward, looking up. In front of them, covered in ice and snow, are the huge sinister gates to the castle. They look backwards and head off. Carl, his arms outstretched in front of him, finally appears out of the mirror. His eyes are closed. He opens them and sees human skeletons hanging over the edges of branches in the trees. He tries to go back into the mirror but rebounds off it and falls backwards. He gets up and scampers towards his friends. They stride off along the snowy path towards the imposing entrance gate, above which, perched on a mountaintop, are the dark towers of Castle Dracula. Do we have a plan? It doesn't have to be Wellington's at Waterloo, but some sort of plan would be nice. We're going to go in there and stop Dracula. And kill anything that gets in our way. Will you let me know how that goes? But Van Helsing grabs him and Anna and leaps into the air. Using his wolfman strength, he bounds from one side of the gate to the other, up and over the top and down the other side. Well, as grateful as I am to be out of the cold, that doesn't seem like a good thing. Van Helsing's face grimaces into a werewolf snarl. We better get moving. They walk down into the huge entrance hall. There is a line of flaming marble bowls down the center of the room. Above them are hundreds of the dripping rope bags hanging from the ceiling. So, are all of those? Yes. And inside them are? Yes. You can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, how did you find me? Is it possible? But Van Helsing throws one of his spinning razor weapons at Igor and pins him to the wall. Please, please don't kill me. Why not? Down below, Frankenstein is being raised up inside a tall tower. His body is frozen into a block of ice, his head sticking out of the top. My master has awakened. As Frankenstein is raised towards them, Van Helsing bends back the bars to get into the tower. looks at him as he heads slowly upwards. There is a cure. What? Dracula! He has a cure to remove the curse of the werewolf! Go! Find the cure! Save your son! The block of ice rises above them into the tower. 
Van Helsing closes his eyes and hangs his head. Come on, you heard them, let's find them. Wait, why does Dracula have a cure? I don't care. I do. Why does he need one? Why? Because, because the only thing that can kill him is a werewolf. The painting, that's what it meant. But Dracula has been using werewolves to do his bidding for centuries. Yes, yes, but if one ever had the will to turn on him, he'd need a cure to remove the curse and make him human before it bit him. Van Helsing grabs Igor. You're going to take these two and lead them to the antidote? No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Here's the plan. When the bell begins to toll midnight, you'll be able to kill Dracula. We just need to find the cure and get it into you before the final stroke. Are you insane? Right. What kind of plan is that? If they even suspect you of misleading them. Clip off one of his fingers. I'll clip off something. The tower over there, that's where it is. And what about the other tower? Uh, Give me that! That is where we reassemble the laboratory. Would I lie to you? Not if you wanted to live. Now, if I'm not cured by the twelfth stroke of midnight... He produces a pointed silver stake. I don't think I could. You must. Carl looks nervously at Anna, then he nods, takes the stake and grabs Igor. Come on. Anna. I don't like this plan. We don't have a choice. Just don't get killed. You still don't understand. It doesn't matter what happens to me. We must save my family. If you're late, run like hell. Don't be late. They kiss passionately. runs off down the Great Hall to catch up with the friar and Igor. Van Helsing heads off in the other direction. Meanwhile, the Count, with a satisfied smile, strides into his laboratory. Sparks are flying as the Dwergi busy themselves, putting the finishing touches to the huge mechanical instruments. What are you complaining about? This is why you were made! To prove that God is not the only one who can create life. And now you must give that life to my children. Frankenstein, strapped to the steel platform, is raised into the tower. The monster struggles under the straps. The rain pours onto him. The platform stops at the top. Lightning strikes the towers of the sinister castle. Van Helsing sprints up some stone stairs, at the top of which he pushes his head between some rocks and looks upwards at the inside of the tower. He looks downwards. He jumps onto a chain hanging down the middle of the tower and starts to climb up it. Meanwhile, Igor is leading Anna and Carl along a narrow, gloomy corridor lit by flaming torches. They approach a large, circular-shaped room at the top of the tower. There it is. In the center of the room, a glass jar containing a large syringe. I'll go first. 
Anna steps slowly into the room towards the jar. Igor glances shiftily at the friar and kicks him into the room. A gate of iron bars descends in the doorway. As long as you like, you try to get Igor. Igor, get you! Van Helsing clambers into the laboratory. He crosses past a bubbling vat. Some of the Dwergi are operating a huge electrical generator with enormous sparks emanating along its wires. Van Helsing looks up at the platform suspended above them. He rushes up various pillars and beams across the room. One of the creatures spots him. He leaps over to it. And pushes it out of the window. In the other tower, Anna and Carl are staring at the jar. <clears throat> Grab it. You go ahead and grab it. There's one thing I've learned, it's never to be the first one to stick your hand in a viscous material. Alira is hanging down from the ceiling behind them. Did I scare you? No. Then maybe I need to try a little harder. Anna pushes the jar off the plinth. It smashes and Alira holds her face in her hands. Viscous material, what did I tell you? Get it! Get it! Carl scurries over to the syringe on the floor. Anna rushes to the steel bars and throws the remainder of the jar's liquid at them, which melts them. Come on! Come on! We've got to get the antidote to Van Helsing! Go! Go! Alira grabs her. You can't go until I say you can go. Keep running, Carl! Come here! And I say you can go when you're dead! She hurls Anna across the room into a wall. Alira walks slowly up to the princess, who is picking herself up off the floor. Anna runs up the wall, grabs a flaming torch, and flips over back onto the ground. Dracula's bride blows out the flame and spins round the room, extinguishing each of the torches in turn. She blows the last one out, and smiles at Anna, who looks around her and backs away. Then, Carl scampers out of a door and hurries down a long bridge linking the two towers of the castle. He's carrying the syringe. Oh my god! A huge shaft of lightning hits the bridge near him, throwing him backwards. As he gets up, Igor rushes at him with his cattle prod. Igor thrusts the electric prod at the friar, who weaves and ducks his way out of danger. Van Helsing has reached the top of the other tower. He tips up the platform that Frankenstein is attached to. What are you doing? You must find the cure! My friends are doing it for me! Friends! Yes! You want one? I cannot screw the bolts. This is gonna hurt! I am accustomed to pain! Unless you know you're alive! As Van Helsing is taking off the straps, a bolt of lightning strikes the pylon at the top of the tower, throwing him off and enveloping Frankenstein in electric light. Down below, the generators are spewing out sparks and flames, throwing the Dwergi across the room. The 
huge surge in energy lights up the cables in the Great Hall and the thousands of bulging rope bags sparkle with the electric current. One more bolt, and my young will leave. He stares up at the tower and sees Van Helsing releasing Frankenstein. His face grimaces, and he turns into a huge, horned, winged demon. He flies out of a window and up into the sky. You're almost out, my friend! Dracula swoops over them and knocks Van Helsing over into the tower. He tumbles downwards, crashing through machinery and setting the place alight. Frankenstein is trying to get away from the platform, but his ankle is still chained and prevents him. Another lightning bolt pins the creature down. In the hall, the power surge gives life to thousands of the little flying demons who gather in a huge swarm in the middle of the room. Frankenstein is thrown over the top of the tower. He tries to grip onto the side of the building but slips off. He tumbles downwards, trying to grip onto cables stretching between the towers. Finally, he holds onto one. Way down below him, Igor is chasing Carl along the bridge with a cattle prod. The cable is hit by lightning and snaps, sending him swinging downwards. But the cable gets tangled with another and it knocks a number of the flaming marble bowls off the bridge. Carl ducks out of the way. Igor is thrown into the air. As Frankenstein swings round and round, Igor plummets downwards to his death. Anna is still locked in the tower. In the darkness behind her, Elira is hanging upside down watching her. With X-ray vision, she sees Anna as a skeleton, her heart pumping her blood around her body. Elira circles round Anna. Then she's standing next to her and punches her to the floor. Carl rushes over to Frankenstein, who's hanging off the bridge, holding onto the cable. You're supposed to die! I want to live! All right! Alira lifts Anna up by her throat. Be happy in the knowledge that I shall weep over your dead body. The vampire licks the side of Anna's face. Carl pushes over one of the marble bowls, which dislodges the monster's cable. Frankenstein swings downwards along the length of the bridge and bursts into the room where Anna is being held, knocking Alira over. The laboratory is now ablaze. Some of the Dwergi are on fire. Van Helsing staggers amongst the burning equipment. Dracula flies down behind him. You are too late, my friend. My children live. Then the only way to kill them is to kill you. Correct. 
So be it. He looks round as a clock points to midnight. Van Helsing jerks upwards, his skin falls from him, and his werewolf alter ego bursts out and strides towards the Count. <laughs> we are both part of the same great game, Gabriel. But we need not find ourselves on opposite sides of the board. Dracula changes into the winged demon. The wolfman leaps at him, but Dracula punches him. The vampire flies off with a wolf and slams him into a wall before punching and kicking him. The demon flies away again, but the werewolf grabs his ankles and they tumble into a gangway, sending it crashing to the ground. Anna clambers towards the broken window in the tower. Frankenstein struggles to his feet too. Suddenly, Alira flies towards Anna, but can only swipe at her as Frankenstein keeps hold of her ankles. Go! Go in Helsing! He hurls the demon into the wall. No! Thank you. His face softens as he registers this word of kindness. Down below, a lightning bolt strikes the bridge in front of Carl, knocking out almost the entire middle section. Holding onto one of the cables, Anna swings downwards. She somersaults over to another cable and swoops down towards Carl. Carl throws the syringe to her and she grabs it. As she's reaching the other tower, Alira dives out of the sky and pushes her into the castle wall. She tumbles downwards and ends up hanging off the edge of the bridge. Carl tries to step across what's left of the walkway to reach her. Back in the laboratory. You are being used, Gabriel! As was I! But I escaped! So can you! The huge werewolf grabs Dracula, who reverts to the winged demon, who flies off with a wolf hanging on. They bounce off the walls as Dracula tries to shake him off his back. <laughs> They land on the floor, and Dracula flies off and changes back to the Count. He's lying on a walkway above the wolf, injured and exhausted. The werewolf looks up at him and scrapes his claws along the wall. Outside, Anna is on her back, crawling away from O'Lyra. Anna, my love, it is your blood that shall keep me beautiful. What do you think of that? <laughs> I think if you're going to kill someone, kill them. Don't stand there talking about it. Anna has thrust the metal stake into Alira's chest. 
Vampyrus's skin bubbles violently and she suddenly explodes, sending the stake flying into the wall next to Carl's head. Anna looks at Carl. They nod at each other. The werewolf is striding towards Dracula. Don't you understand? We, we could be... We could be friends! Brothers in He changes back to the demon, but the wolfman grabs him by the throat. Suddenly, Van Helsing changes back to himself. He leaps off the gangway onto the floor beneath. Dracula clutches his throat in pain. He looks over at the window. Dark clouds have covered the moon. He smiles and looks down at Van Helsing. Did I mention that it was you who murdered me? It must be such a burden, such a curse to be the left hand of God. All I want is life, Gabriel. The continuation of my kind. And perhaps the return of my ring. The Count shows off his stump in place of his ring finger. Don't be afraid, Gabriel. Don't be afraid. I shall give you back your life. Your memory. Some things are better left forgotten. The clouds part around the moon. Van Helsing as the werewolf leaps at Dracula and plunges his fangs into his neck. The demonic creature writhes in pain before crumbling away into ash. In the Great Hall, the swarming hordes of Dracula's prodigy all burst open and fall to the floor. Anna runs into the laboratory towards the werewolf, holding up the syringe. The werewolf turns and grabs her, pushing her onto her couch. Carl now runs in. He looks at the werewolf and raises the silver stake. God forgive me. He runs at the wolfman. As Carl is about to thrust the stake into him, the werewolf grabs his wrist. The syringe is sticking out of the wolf's stomach. The werewolf pulls out the syringe and looks down at Anna, who is lying dead on the sofa, her eyes still open. Carl retreats in shock. She's dead. The wolfman picks up the woman tenderly. He changes back to Van Helsing, his face contorted with anguish. His eyes squeezed shut, he gently holds the princess's face next to his and sobs. Dawn. On the edge of a clifftop, Van Helsing somberly approaches a funeral pyre, which Anna is laying out upon. He stands over her, holding a flaming torch. Carl stands nearby with a prayer book. 
Anima Aegis et Anima Omenum Defterium. Defunctorum and Misericordum. Out at sea, Frankenstein is standing on a small wooden raft, paddling with an oar. He looks back at the group on the clifftop in the distance. Van Helsing stands in front of the burning pyre, his head down. He lifts his head, frowning thoughtfully. He turns and takes a few steps forward, looking up at the clouds. As the clouds part, he sees Anna's face in them. Her brother seems to kiss her on the forehead. She smiles down at him. A single tear seems to run down her cheek. Van Helsing stares in wonder as the face disappears. Carl touches his friend gently on the shoulder. He looks briefly up and turns back to his prayer book. And Helsing, tears in his eyes, is still looking up. He smiles sadly to himself and puts on his hat. Then, as the sun rises ahead of them over the Carpathian Mountains, the two men ride their horses across a grassy plain and off into the distance. Thank you.